Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Conscious Reconstruction. I'm the host with the most, a.k.a. Tony Melbourne, a.k.a. Mr. 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 Yeah. Yep, that's your name now. It's over. Dead. Yeah, no, I've been Mr. None Mr. Of, none, of the, none of that other stuff. He's no, just I Mr. Am, Mr. I am Mr. Ain't Mr. that right, Ash? Yeah, no, when y'all niggas run up to me, hey, Mr., hey, Mr., you goddamn right. No, it's not. It's hey, Mr., Mr. Yeah, hey, Mr. No, no pause. No, you say it twice. No, mm-hmm. no pause. Double it, it up. Mr. Mr. Yeah, double it up. <laughs> Oh, uh, like a little street urchin. Oh, uh, I need niggas to walk up to me like street urchins, so I can feel like uh, you know Scrooge from just Mister Mister today. Just Mister Mister today. I'm with the Mister Mister. Right. Yeah, like child. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. No. 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 Well, yeah, like him too, because <laughs> that nigga had cake. Well, no. That nigga Have was you never up. seen the Mickey Mouse version of a Christmas? The Disney version of a Christmas Carol. That nigga was caked up. Yeah. Well, okay. Scrooge McDuck is caked up. Period. Well, Scrooge has always been caked up, right? He was just a lonely fuck, dude. He wasn't lonely. Yes, that, he no, was. No, he wasn't. No, Scrooge was no, lonely. no, no. He wasn't. What well, did ha- Scrooge have? Oh, Scrooge didn't want nobody. No. So that's not loneliness. What happened was three fucked up ass ghosts was like, no, we're going to make you have a spiritual awakening because we decided Bitch, that you weren't happy. It wasn't arbitrary. It was an asshole. So? so? So he needed his spiritual awakening. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. All right, Scrooge, now uh, fuck that. Well, AKA guess what? Mr. Don't Scrooge. take LSD the, the night before Christmas. How about that? <laughs> Don't be doing mushrooms on my Tony. Absolutely not. No, I'm going to do. You got to quit. I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> All right, fine. Take the mushrooms, go to sleep, and then wake up and have three ghosts. And you'll no. be, but don't be calling me and also... I'm going to make sure your mama Christmas take all present, your guns away. Christmas future and Christmas past. He said arbitrarily, these... they just knocked on this nigga's yeah. door. He was having a fantastic it life. It was extremely he purposeful. Was. The fuck he yes, he was. No, everybody else around him was miserable. If he wasn't having a good life, he wouldn't have reflected on his he life. Wasn't. Like, nah, you're right. Nah, this should have stayed exactly how it was. And them ghosts would have left. Or he like, would have just woke the fuck up and kept his life exactly. moving like it would have, like it was. Realistically, all we got to see is... 30 minutes of this nigga waking up high still and feeling good and giving a little child some shit. We don't know if that nigga went right back to being himself right after that That's high That's not the point off. of the story. Just like every time the princess get her fucking Prince Charming, we don't know what the fuck life is after them. Uh-huh, because That's they tell not you. The point. They say they lived happily ever after. They tell you what that happened nigga at the end. That we is assume the point. that them motherfuckers lived happily no, no, ever after. They tell you. They you a bunch of royals. They said... And they lived happily ever after. So well, you know, we don't know the details of that. Violence is a pretty natural, common thing back then. <laughs> Not in the uh, and Disney also universe. like this was also written by a bunch of dudes. Yeah, they lived happily ever after with all things nor- normally that would happen within a marriage. What's that? Not oh, we all. cheated on our vicious. Yeah, we cheated on our. Oh my god, I got this movie called Dangerous Beauty with the courtesans and how they all had their wives, but the courtesans was basically like they they was they was fucking hoes, but. They would, they was a little bit more like learn it. So they would know a whole bunch of shit and they would still go out and cheat on their wives. And then the bit, the wives knew like, Hey, you're the courtesan. It's a part of the, well, it's pretty much the way that things work. (laughs) They do. It's like, and they did not like them hoes. I don't feel like you didn't marry for love. is allowing this. Big Mouse is not allowing none of that to happen under his roof. Who? Uh What you talking about? Mickey Mouse is not allowing none of that. Uh Oh, Disney I mean, not allowing none of that. Disney is super. I clean. mean, well, the maker of Disney was an anti-Semite, so it's not like he's the. They don't even speak about that nigga no more. That's how, <laughs> exactly. That's how. They don't that's even how, mention his first name. That's how clean Disney is. Disney was like, you know what? 
We're done with you, Walt. <laughs> yeah, just some more Walt. We don't need you anymore. Who is Walt? We're Disney. This nigga knocking the door. Who it's is It's just Walt? Disney now. Who are you? Yeah, but it's still, it's like, I don't know. It's like when your entire business is built on skeletons. Who? No. Nah. Like it's like the Great Wall of China. <laughs> no, that's a good it's wall. It's a wonderful thing. It's, it's, still built on, it's still built on champ skeletons, though. Ain't that crazy? That yeah, but the people that think it's funny. wonderful and maintain it now aren't the ones that uh, did all that crazy shit. So there's a separation. Uh, we could separate, but you I'm never forget sure for real. I'm not sure how about that argument because based on that, we sh- there should be no one held accountable for our particular situation in America. No, no. You can separate, <laughs> sure, but you'll never forget. It's always one in tandem, just like we all know the story of Walt um, Disney. No, our situation it. is happening because there's a current system in place that is continuously being perpetuated by active participants. Them niggas are to blame. Talk to Shanghai. Oh, no, no. They don't have an issue with the wall. Uh, they got they an have issue an issue with, with imperialist China. Yeah, but that's not them having Same an issue. with Taiwan. Yes, but that's not them having an issue with the niggas that are maintaining that wall. I mean, quintessentially, they're kind of no. one and the same. Not at all. Who owns that wall right now, Tony? China, but who's getting paid to take care of that wall? Random people. So you being mad at random people. I'm not random people. I'm mad. That's like I'm a random government worker. <laughs> it's probably the best job I can find in this country. Yeah. No, that's nowhere near the best job you can find. Without oh, about that nine six schedule that they got? It's like what is it nine nine six or some nine something like that? No, some I don't. They no. work six days a week. It's like twelve nine six or something. They work six days a week and like damn near twelve hours a day in China or some shit like that. Oh, it's crazy. Our work schedule here is like. Here in the European places are actually where. Do you realize in Japan you actually go to you actually go to school six days a week and yeah, have yeah. one half wet half day? Oh no, six days a week, one half one half day during set week, and you have Sundays off. That's it. I feel like we should only work four days a week. Yeah, it's called the Extreme Nine Nine Six Work Coach on China. If y'all want to watch it, Vice Asia got a whole little documentary on this. But yeah, no, I feel like. We should only work four days a week. No, yeah, they work nine and nine, six days a week. Yep, so twelve hours a day. That's wild. Them, they was talking about. Yeah, I used to play guitar, and I don't play guitar no more because basically, when I come home, I ain't got nothing to do but just go back to work the next day. Yeah, there's studies that show that if we worked uh, one day less, we'd probably be happier as people. Mm. Oh, depends upon what type of. If we're just willing to all sacrifice that day, then that day of pay, then it probably will all work out. I don't know. They still got to pay us. I know it's probably not going to work. It's the reason. That's that's where the rub comes in. Yeah. Pay us for our full wages and we work these four days. Unless you work in a place where your productivity can remain the same, which most which for most people, that's impossible. Like if you're working at a factory and you're there, you're your productivity in four days can rarely beat your productivity in five. I mean, it depends. Maybe not in the first three months, but maybe when your body has time to adjust to, oh, it's not being beat to shit five days out the week and it gets some time to recuperate and be a little bit better. So those four days, you're not feeling as sore as you would be throughout the week when you work five days and don't really got a whole lot of time off. Dude, capitalism says no. I mean, <laughs> it's just like, 
What do you mean? You got to make less money for four. <sighs> yeah. Same money. You want save money less time? Yes. We get save money less time. We don't get save money. You don't get save money. Mm-hmm. Even though they can probably afford it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But what they can afford and what they do are two totally different things. All right. Yeah. But I guess it's time to I get this unpleasantness out the way. Well, can we not do that one first? You I was. I was like, going to Biden. Okay. Because we were just talking about like can we say money and everything like can that. We and uh, capitalism. Uh, I figured we'd go to another that's just place. A morbid, cap- that's that made I don't my know. stomach hurt. Like I started shaking when we'll, I watched, then I listened to the video. And I'll get into why. We'll go but into capitalism on uh since that's where we we're at. Yeah. Since Charles, you just be trying to steer my show. I don't understand. I don't steer your show. No, you do, do I that steer, today. Do I steer your show? <laughs> do you I, don't actually understand how negative that actually do is. I steer, do I steer late night palette? No. Let me steer my show. <laughs> if you hadn't watched it earlier, you could have had it in the back of your mind, and then it could have just been something we talked about, and I wouldn't have had to play it again. <laughs> so that can be weighing on me for four days? I don't understand but maybe it's me I'll say that it's me because both of y'all have a similar reaction so maybe I'm the one that has the problem because I don't feel anything I was like I don't understand Mm -hmm. that's why I had to ask y'all when y'all were like I'm comfortable but on the topic of this because we can get into that on the topic of gift wrapping for yeah, man, gift wrapping for by Passport Gift and Parks. I never heard of them before. Like Parks from yeah, Parks and Recreation. Parks, yeah. Parks to produce this. Yeah, look at look at Parks. Shout out to his fucking this knee is too. His fourth one. Okay. Oh, Parks been at it. I'm late. <laughs> I'm late. <laughs> I thought he was just like an engineer and stuff. I didn't know he actually did like beat making. To be honest with you. Mm. I, didn't I mean, that. typically with music, you typically tend to fan out over well, time. He's yeah, but I never knew he actually put work out. Protege like... of Premiere, really? Mm-hmm. What? That's who he comes up under. So all wow. of those like old hip hop legends, yeah, those okay. are his mentors. That's okay. why he had. That's why his music sounds like this. Where and that's his why him and Joe kind of click and all of the mesh well. Yep. That fits perfect. I thought he was just like more mechanical, a little bit like oh, more he, technical does side. He act, is he actually on the Joe show now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't really watch Joe Button at all. That's so. why I'm saying no. You have to watch it. That's your assignment. It's homework for you, Charles. We oh. talked about this because I need you to understand the dynamic. I want. She knows what the show is like. You're the only one that doesn't understand. Because I keep telling them that I want it to feel like that. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you for an example because it wasn't clicking in my head. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. But now I know what you're talking about. But he can't understand that unless he watches it. It's funny. Watch the ones with uh, Maul and um, the other one on there. Fucking Bore. It's, it's funny, for real. Like, it's really funny. It's not... Not It's, it's not, funny I mean, either I've way. watched Joe Button with him. Yeah. It's just I've never focused on Joe Button, ever. Uh, yeah. But that's what you have to do. You have to focus on it. I don't find them entertaining. That's not what this is about. I understand that. Yeah, like <laughs> you keep telling like... me about all these personal things that I, that, that I don't like... care about. I'm trying to be nice and not say I don't care about how you feel personally. <laughs> it's just you just like, said it. It just I, came I know, out. I know. I know. I'm not, it's just like you don't I understand know. the way my focus works. My focus, like where you can focus on many different things. 
if I'm focused on one thing and I'm focused on it, it's just like I'll I know just, that's why I'm saying that you gotta just focus on this one thing. Yeah, and I'm just gonna sit up there and it's just like Jesus Christ, I don't really. It's just gonna be replaying in my head. It'll be all right. You gotta you gotta work to get through it. That's 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 where you gotta find your evolution, Charles. Your evolution in doing assignments and things that you don't necessarily enjoy, and figuring out how to execute them with the I do same. Stuff I don't enjoy all the time. All right, well then it should be no problem. So Biden's <laughs> not gonna um, give us any loan forgiveness. Uh, he said no to the ten thousand dollars. He said you niggas will be paying in February. It's I'm all about so capitalism. Sorry. That's not what the article That's that you pulled up capitalism. says. It is what he said. What do you mean? Biden wants to do loan forgiveness from Congress. So he ain't doing, he said, I'm not going to do none of this. So all the promises he made. But, but Congress says give it. He pushed off to him, to Congress. And Congress said, uh, so you want us to have to go through a gauntlet of trying to get the Republicans to agree with this. Well. Instead of you doing like you said you're going to do. If we got rid of the filibuster, this would be a problem. Again. Well, it still would be a problem because Munch Face is there. So, I mean, for the most part, I would say just do it through executive order. That's what they want him to do. And, and just jump on the fucking grenade. I mean, just jump on the grenade. I understand it's not going to it's not gonna look super good and people are going to get upset and you're going to get put through the ringer, but you only plan on doing their four years anyway. So, honestly, you should just do all the dirty work that you don't want falling on other people. But. Yeah, Biden ain't built like that. He probably forgot that he said it. Oh, dementia have an ass. I'm not what? out here riding for him, per se. I'm just saying that he has dementia, and he probably forgot that he even said that he was going to... Why even promise something like that? That's what our whole economy is based off of, debt. <sighs> Nigga, how you going to cancel something? <laughs> your fundamentals and it's not even based cancel. It wasn't even to cancel. It was to get rid of $10,000. It started with ten. It's like the feasible number was 10000 That sounds It was like originally built into the bill. Um. So yeah, I mean, but the, but the biggest thing is we're getting to the point where people are dying with student loan debt and this instantly. Yeah, so forgive. it's not being being paid. So it don't matter at this point. It's like people are having a shittier quality of life, and the debt is still not being paid. Mm -hmm. Why have both those things happen? That's where it's like, well, sure, we're made on debt, but maybe we allowed this debt to get too high for the populace. Or you niggas could pay us more. Mm -hmm. But well, y'all don't want to do that. It's a weird conversation because the way this actually went, the way this overall went down was originally you could take out loans, but the the cost of college was fairly low. So that means they were very easy to pay back, say, about early in our mother's generation. Mm -hmm. On our parents' generation. Pretty easy to pay back. But colleges saw that most people were taking out loans in order to pay for pay for pay for said college so with that cost of college didn't actually have to stay low because people less be less and less people were paying for it out of pocket so thus they increased the price of college and with the increasing the price of college the the basis of the loans became very untenable and even for somebody like me who has a i i actually went and got a profession that allows me to typically i'm if I were to really go out and really press for a job, I could pay back my student loans in a, in a reasonable amount of time. Mm -hmm. When you have people who are more so based on social stuff, 
or like, like liberal arts, like liberal arts students, social students, anything for the general welfare that we now teachers, Social workers. Anybody who works for the greater good in general, but typically those jobs aren't very glorious. Like I'm pretty I'm not sure how or much high you, paying. Yeah. That's that was a me very judicious way of me saying it. I know. And so shit. I wanted the niggas to know what we meant. They don't get paid nothing for real. So when shit. you look at it and it's just like, uh I mean, hell, I know you've seen that video of teachers up there scooping up $1 bills to pay for school supplies. Mm-hmm. It's just like, shouldn't have to do that. But that's the world that we live in currently. They're underpaid. And they also have, also, you know, the wild thing is, it's really hard to get into school to be a teacher. It's actually pretty difficult. Yeah, no, passing all the requirements and the tests and the state exams and all that. And then going through that to get your full license afterwards as well. It's yep. a lot. It costs them money not to make uh, <laughs> and shit to get us. to the end of the lot. I road. usually know playing that card where they start bringing up those uh um those Scandinavian countries, but they treat their teachers like how they treat doctors and shit over there. They get paid I think at least a hundred thousand because they know they they actually put a little pride into their education. Well, system. I mean, you can't you can't expect things to grow from a bad base. So, and the basis for almost all of the youth is education. And we did a very, very bad thing in tying our education to our property taxes. Mm-hmm. And so based upon where you are, your property taxes increase and then thus or, your schools get more money. Even if we did, we could do it like how New York does it. New York is tied to their property tax, but it's countywide. So they just take all the money that comes in from the property taxes and then divide it evenly to all the schools. Yeah, that point. Yeah, that would pretty much mean that everybody would be getting about, it's pretty much how judicious you are, how good of a steward the general school board is as opposed to the overall advantage of, like, because we've all been, because me and Tony have been to two different schools. I don't know if you've been inside the same school system your entire life. Have you, Ash? Mm Mm-hmm. So, Tony has probably seen vastly different gaps in the way, probably more so than either of us have. Because I only went from, like, one, one school that was fairly low tier to a not necessarily high tier school, but definitely higher than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> from, whereas Tony has gone from, okay, okay, eh, a little bit of highfalutin possibly. So, I don't know. For me, I guess I would say Shaker had a lot. Shaker and Brush were pretty similar, honestly. Yeah. You had more freedom in Shaker, but education-wise. Probably about the same. About the same. You get out what you can put in, honestly. Yeah, and then the school that I went to in California, probably a about the same we were just on a faster pace like the shit that I'd already done is shit that I had to redo out here yeah so that was interesting seeing like all right where sure the area I lived in no it was still like half a million dollar houses it's still just it can be wildly varied very quickly yeah so my school was still pretty well funded and everything like that. 
Like, granted, there was a lot of, like, hood shit that happened there. But also, you could have million-dollar homes that were inside of the same district. So, you had a very varied experience there where... Just like a checker. I didn't really want for anything, like... You, we had lots of resources. There was lots of extracurricular resources. Like the school didn't lack for much, and so I guess I've seen lots of schools that have had a a decent amount of resources. Like Bryce usually passes all of his levies and everything like that. There's never really like a levy that they have an issue passing. Yeah. I don't think the shaker goes through that um, as an issue. Le- shaker never had a levy fail, like ever. Yeah, so, and it doesn't make sense for Cleveland to have levies. But I've gone down the street and just seen like, oh, this school has nothing because y'all live in like South Sac and not Elk Grove, and even though the fact that South Sac is here to fucking um. East Cleveland Noble right there. Yeah. Literally down the street. Y'all live down there. Y'all go to these schools. They ain't got no money. You can see the same thing that happens on uh, when Chagrin changes the kinsmen. Yeah, all of our, I don't think any of our schools should really be based off of this capitalistic, like, gate to education. Property value, which then correlates to... Shit, property value, you being able... Property taxes, work. Or you done. having a financial basis that is rooted in like understanding, like, hey, this is what this loan means and what it's really gonna mean to have to try and pay it back. Instead of it being an eighteen year old, like, hey, I wanna go to school and get this degree. And the way that they say to do that is to apply for these loans, get these loans and have them pay for school. And that's all I know about the loan process. I don't know what these loans really mean. What it entails. Like, it's always wild because there's just certain things that people don't realize. Like, yes, staying in dorms is a wonderful experience, but it's also the most expensive part of going to college. Like, going in a dorm, my classes cost maybe $3,000 a semester. A lot, but not, like, the most insane amount. If I went there, I would have... Since I went to try to see beforehand three years... It cost it totals up to about eighteen to twelve, uh, three thousand dollars a semester, six thousand about eighteen thousand to twenty four thousand dollars. The majority of people's money that they spend inside of actual school is it costs about five to six thousand dollars for meal plan and to stay on campus. Oh yeah, no, they rape you for staying on campus. Like I used to see, they were like. My friends, when they would stay on campus, I was in college. They was getting their pockets hit. My school is forty four thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, and they just kept raising the tuition. I didn't see anything change. Yeah, that's the other wild thing. It's like just schools like, just arbitrarily raise the prices, and because students will pay them, and then they kind of funnel it back through, and the same. Even though these are public institutions, a lot of the time, like, how much do you get paid for being a dean of the school? Well, I make a million and a half dollars. Okay. And don't we pay for your house? Yeah. Oh, 
worry about that. Don't we pay for all your food, your car? I feel like the, 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 the fact that your snow gets removed from your thing, like something has to be done about student debt. Or or maybe not. Honestly. And if not, then I think that I think that's the eventually gonna thing. be a political shift. If if a Republican just walked up and said, Okay, I'm gonna forgive all your student debt, but taxes are gonna go down too. You know what most millennials will say? Fuck it. And yeah. you'll lose the and Democrats will pretty much lose the entire generation for forever because at that point we have no they're also kind of using it as to a certain degree, Democrats are using it as a carrot on a stick. Yeah. It's just like Yeah, but I think they went too far this time. Normally they just kind of talk about like student debt some, is a problem. Student debt is a problem. What are some ways that we can like alleviate this. alleviate that? And so we're usually like dissuade by like, all right, they gave us some programs and let's try and like qualify for them and see. And then you usually don't. But it pacifies you. This time you Nigga just lie. said, I'ma just I'ma just erase ten thousand of it. Because it was originally a part of what the bill that they passed not too long ago. But they, they kind of piecemeal they pieced the bill up and it said, Well, that's one of the things that got cut. It's just like, eh. Can we take ten thousand can we take some of that defense spending and slide that over here? I also think it's shitty that he's not extending the, the um, moratorium. When yeah. most people still have a lot of people who are on the lower skilled side are not necessarily lower skilled, but uh, no, your on... skills lower. <laughs> what <laughs> she said, no, no your skills, skills lower. lower. Don't try to sugarcoat that shit. Your skills low, nigga. You need to get up higher. Well, Come it's on just down. like on the more mass things or the le- or on less popular things. Say you work for the state and the state get made. Got less in taxes. That means they can't ever get any loose. And unless you're just going to move to another state that needs workers, which isn't probably likely because everybody got squeezed, you're just waiting for another job to open up. Mm-hmm. So. I think what might help remedy that problem, I don't know about the debt, but if anybody going into debt, please educate yourself on what this debt entails. Because as you can see, niggas is still getting anally raped, even just based off interest. That's fucking terrible. Well, understanding the dynamics of loans and how to act, because making sure you pay back your principal yearly is actually pretty important. Yeah. I and don't know if anyone ever set y'all down, but all I know is that me going into debt just didn't seem very feasible. But I know now for my future children, at least I'd give them something if they wanted to go that route. Also make sure that I what do. they're doing, they actually need to go to school for. Like, what are you doing? I'm getting a business degree to run a business. Right, and tell these niggas, you ain't got to be afraid of not having a fucking degree. How about that? You don't have to live your life yeah, in like, that way. Or move, move yourself into your life, gain some context first, and then be like, you know what? These are the tools that I need to I go get. I think that we should start giving our children a gap year. I, I would I honestly say more than a gap year. Yeah, like at least until you're 21 or some weird shit. Well, I don't yeah, fucking I don't know. Think- <laughs> I would say at least I would say 20- at least a gap year at the very minimum. Yeah. Honestly, 21 would be like, hey, one, you're gonna be more mature when you get there, so it means you're not gonna bullshit as much. Still gonna right. bullshit, but you're not gonna be like 19 year old. I just got out the house type bullshit. Two, it allows you some more perspective on what you actually want to be doing. So it means you don't in, like. That's always the wildest thing. The friends who go back to school because they went to school for the wrong thing the first time. 
Yeah. I'll be looking at them like. Yeah, don't be going on shit based off all you feel. I think that's a good one. Don't just feel like, well, I want to contribute to society social issues, first of all. That's not a burden you really want to take on. What did you I do? I went supremely... for African American studies. Yeah, Dude, like you can what do that even mean? African American study elsewhere. I could give you fifteen hundred books on African studies. I give you American studies. I could give you a whole bunch of books that you could just read and pacify yourself on that for him. I'm the book fucking master. We can get into some books if that's what you really want to do. But thought, you know, don't go based off how you feel. I understand that you want to do something and accomplish in the world, but that's not the only way. And I listen, everybody to earn a degree, earn that fucking degree. That is not the only way to make your stamp into this world. I also, promise you, know, you. A lot of the more successful artists don't actually go to art school. Don't need to really go to school in order to do that. Shit, I would say the only reason I got my degree, well, two reasons. One, my mother wanted me to get it. So I said, sure. <laughs> sure, mom. And then two, Tony had quit a lot of things before then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can't quit this. Not even that we can't. Can we be dedicated to something and stick it out? Say we're going to do it and then go all the way through with it. So this was basically based off a of principle at that point. Yes. So I said, all right, I'm going to do this. And then it was me proving to myself, all right, we can set our mind on the task and then complete it. And I feel like I needed that because at that point I had been like, I hadn't lived anywhere consistently for more than like a year and a half. Yeah. And I was like, that's not necessarily the best thing. Like I went from <clears throat> graduating high school, doing that for a little while, then immediately to California doing that for a little while. They'd be like, hey, I'm going to go to the Air Force, which the reason I went to California was to go to school. But I was like, ah, I don't like this. And so I went to the Air Force, and that was a random spur of the moment because my friends were doing the military thing. And then after that, I was like, ah, I don't like this Air Force shit. So then I left there, and then I was like, I'm going to go to Tri-C for a while. And I was like, ah, this is kind of dumb. All right, we got to make a decision. What are we doing? All right, we're going to go here. We're going to go to school. We're going to get a degree. All right, we're not going to do Tri-C anymore because it don't make no sense. You don't make no money out here. And if they're going to just pay for college anyway, I don't need to go to a junior college for the military to pay for. You niggas about to pay real money. <laughs> Especially if y'all, if they're the ones who are paying. Yeah, and so then I um, You left. realize how much money you get because you still get Pell Grant? You could pretty much just subsist off of that. I did. That's how I existed. I existed off of Pell Grant and uh, them paying. It was a wonderful situation. I think you still get a siphon while you're in school. I did. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. No, it was, it was, I was making close to like 70 grand a year. Yeah. While, while being in school. Which yeah. Which a yeah. fun time. Oh, bruh. <laughs> I had no responsibilities for real. And I had like three days of classes, maybe. And if I used to try to. it correctly. I used to try to keep it at two. So. I had a lot of those were probably very long days. Mm-mm. Oh no, you did quarters. Yeah, we did quarters. Yeah, so we don't do semester, so it's bop bop bop. So I'm out by like three o'clock, maybe four at the latest. I was that was such a rapscallion time. <laughs> Cause like that's realistically if. I equated to like a rapper or like a celebrity. 
I go to the studio or set, do my lines for the day. And then I'm free for the next three days. <laughs> and then I got to go back to the studio and do the next set or part of my song and or next part of my movie. And then I'm going to go back to having money and influx and a lot of just free time. So, yeah, I that's when I went to like Henny Palooza and all that shit. Well, look at Charles. You should have smoked before you came. Why the fuck would I do that? Oh, no, my cigar. <laughs> Why he get so mad? And he was the one talking. He came here excited to smoke. What the fuck? Oh, he smokes cigars like you're I'm so under, I'm so confused. <laughs> he said he came here excited to smoke. How I get attacked? Why the <laughs> fuck would I do that? Nigga, you came down here excited and said, we went to the cigar bar. We got cigar. We got bourbon. I'm going to leave here and go do that. You seem like that was like your vibe. Oh, no, that, I, we were going to do that, and then I had to come here. No, I thought you said after you finish this, you're going to leave and go back I there. I might go back there if everybody's still there. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Or so Based on my, what I just did, probably go home and go to sleep. <laughs> oh, you yawning? Yeah, once I hit that point, I don't want to. It's like, I am at my introvert's, like, edge. Peak. So it's just like, it's, I am very close to the edge and dealing with people. So it's just like, what you about to do? It's time for me to stay in the house for a week. I support that. Not just not talk to nobody. I don't have to go to work. I support that. Um, I'm trying to. We can talk about that all thing. Fuck it. I'm trying to negotiate when I'm gonna quit this job. Since I'm gonna start the other one. But Two I'm weeks. Also, unless you want a mini break in between. Well, I'm trying to figure out when exactly the other one's gonna start. I'm like, it's January, but January what? And then, like... Ask for a date. I am. Um, they said they're going to um, email me, but with the holiday and all of that, I'm... Well, you're not going to start probably until... It, they probably got a bunch of paperwork. I would say at the earliest two weeks after the beginning of the year. Yeah, so maybe I'll quit the beginning of the year. I don't know. Maybe the week after the beginning of the year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You actually have legitimate calls to quit. Yeah, I hate this place. Oh, it's not even well. No, they're trash. Oh, I got a, I got a verbal warning. From who? My manager. About which manager? The one over there, the other one that you. No, no, no. He's not my manager. The, no. the nigga I argue with isn't my manager. Oh. My manager is a regional manager. <laughs> okay. So I report directly to him, and he's the one that came down and uh, gave me a verbal warning. About what? Um, insubordination. Uh, that whole situation, basically. Oh. Yeah, no, he, he he basically told on me. I mean, I don't care, but just a new chapter of what happened in that situation. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely fuck them, for real. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely... <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm smooth leaving. Like, there's, there's no... I'm just trying to negotiate, like, credit hitting, buying the house, sh- proof of income, next job how to leave and navigate all of that. And I'm like, well, maybe it'll be February because Tony's like, man, fuck these niggas for real. They can eat dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I really feel about them. They can really eat oh, dick. I mean, they're literally an amoral entity. And my my checks are going to still come. Like, my one on the 29th is boom. And if I just work this week, I'll get another one on the 14th. So maybe I will. You know what? We're going to talk about this. We got to go to this next portion. We got to go to this ugliness. And so there's some real ugliness that I'm about to talk to you guys about. 
and there's no way to really introduce uh, this ugliness, but I don't think that it's mental health. But this ugliness is this man comes on social media and confesses to killing his ex-girl. Well, she wasn't his ex-girlfriend. He called her his ex-girlfriend. He killed his girlfriend, which, I mean, I guess then makes her his ex. But nah, bro. Killed your girlfriend and then, and the mother of his child. Let's not say she was pregnant with his child when he killed her. And then went and killed uh, his other child's mother. And blamed it on depression, um, having no family, or the other things that he cited. People saying mean things to him. Is his ex-wife accusing him of molesting his kids? That's the whole thing in the video. He oh, said yeah. that. And being accused of molesting his child. My ex-wife accused me of molesting my ch- children. And then what triggered him with the girlfriend was that she was pregnant and saying that, oh, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to keep you away from this child that is in my belly right now. And that triggered him to go off based upon the video, his words, not putting words in this man's mouth. But yeah, that's what he said. And he said that his ex-wife was the cause of his depression, which. Depression is a personal problem. (sighs) No one else is the cause of your depression. Depression is caused by a chemical imbalance in your head. What triggers that chemical imbalance is not necessarily at fault for your depression. It just triggered a chemical imbalance. You have to learn how to mitigate triggers because life is full of them. Or you should be taking medication or instead of this, the moment that you felt like that, you probably should have walked away and put yourself in a psych ward. The fact that you acknowledge that you're going to do something crazy is what makes me feel like this isn't an episode in crisis. You said, hey, I'm about to do something crazy. I don't, I've seen people in crisis and like seeing people do like crazy things. There's no real like conversation before they start doing it. There's no like, hey, let me film myself and, and speak about this. They usually just write to the shits. And you just gotta react. Yeah. So I don't I don't feel like this is a mental health issue. I feel like he this used you this was a him issue. He also killed himself. Yeah, so there's no like justice or any like solid there's situation. There's no real resolution in any of this. No, it's, it's just it's it's a child that has no parents and the reason that she has no parents is because her father killed her mother and then killed himself yeah and so they have to grow up with that there's so many things that upset me about this story I know my mama father side that happened to my dad's sister where my uncle killed the killed his wife and then himself and then left my two cousins without a parent. I know that's happened in my family. I know that me being in that situation, not close to that situation, but having somebody just act insanely wild and you feeling unsafe and you really don't know what's going to happen next. That's why that shit just made me shake. I was like, ugh. Not that I've been in a No, I've been in that situation where your life get threatened and... You don't really know what's going to happen next. 
So I've been there before. I know what that feels like. Obviously, I'm alive and I didn't get shot in the fucking face. But I know what it's like to deal with a man like that and how creepy and just scary it is because I promise you a million and one percent that he was already acting fugazi and strange before it got to this point. And it's because it's almost always like that. They what? always. Why are y'all? Well, why was he your ex? There's a lot of there's just so much lacking context here. Yeah. No, I've seen this behavior before. Probably an ex because, I don't know, <clears throat> he gave abuser vibes to me. Yeah, like, we already seen this. Just off of, like... The the, the blaming part was the thing where the, I was like... The pushing of responsibility, the... It, it seems like you do some type of abuse. Either it's emotional abuse, physical abuse... Not exactly sure which, but it seems like you're an abuser and both of these women recognize that and wanted to get far away from you. <clears throat> I am like, I am prone to say that like one person, this may be a coincidence, two people that want to remove themselves from you inside the exact same manner. Like most... You, are there women who use their kids for positioning against their exes? Absolutely. Yes. But all your baby mama's doing the exact same thing just kind of doesn't doesn't ring true to me. Yeah, no, it's it smells fishy. It I don't know. I just don't. I feel like there's a lot of just conversation about oh, this is uh a point of mental health and look at like another case of mental health. And I'm like, I don't Nah. I'm like, no, no, no. The level of premeditation That's, about this. Let's not conflate issues. Like this is This um, man has already male been gone. Ego and him feeling entitled to space from other people and acceptance. And none of those things are you entitled to. You you might want those things from others, but you're not entitled to them, and having a lack of those two things doesn't entitle you to then enact some type of crazy retribution on people that have decided that they don't want to share their space or time with you. Like, that's... Also, it's also the way that the woman at the end of the video reacted to him being here. It's just like, she came outside like, what do you want? What are you doing here? And then he just kind of... Rushed her. Yeah, it's just like... And the way she is, she did not behave in a way that a woman would if a man, if that, if the man that was standing in front of her never struck her or did anything to her. The first thing she did was just run from the situation it had. It's not like she was being obstinate. She wasn't doing anything. She just walked outside confused and then you chased her down and gunned her down. Mm. It's just creepy all the way around. So it's but just, I, I understand what you're saying now. It's like, when are we going to stop using this mental health thing as an excuse for everything? Yeah. It's becoming overinflated to where the point where it's like, well, now we blur the lines between we're having bad days and, you know, dealing with like the onslaught of our traumas in our childhood versus this shit. Low self-esteem which Isn't is normal. mental health. Right. Or anxiety to me, like when people say, oh, I have anxiety. Now it's like, 
kind of a um an accessory or something to have like a purse or something like oh I have anxiety and today just wasn't a good day like we all got anxiety like you just can't stop <laughs> yeah anxiety is a normal thing high yeah, anxiety anxious. is not a normal when thing when you start having panic attacks and shit like that when where it become or something like you really can't function I can see like the difference between just being a little bit nervous about and having a little having angst or whatever I can't tell you how your anxiety levels go or whatever but like, it's always gonna be with you so are you always gonna use this excuse of men I'm having a mental health day like alright so when we go <laughs> it's just like I can tell you inside of my head my head gets so revved up to the point where it's just like my body stops functioning as it should yeah so it's just like, what do you mean? It's like, I get sick or like my immune system starts to deteriorate. My stomach starts to hurt. Everything feels like it's just going out the freaking window. Like I get headaches. It's just like my body stops functioning until I actually either remedy the situation or never allow it to get to that point. And that's quintessentially what I've learned to do because it's like, you know what I figured out actually causes me high anxiety? Allowing a bunch of stuff to build up. Like, if you guys notice, like, I don't tend to allow shit to build up. I'm very much a... Yeah, you talk tr- it out pretty easily. Or it's just like, or I try and remedy things as quickly as I can. And when mm-hmm. I don't remedy things quickly, that tends to... That's the thing that leads to procrastination because it my anxiety like my anxiety leads to my procrastination because i know i'm making the pro- problem worse and worse and worse i mean i have to remedy problems as quickly or as efficiently as possible like when i when i get a quiz i have to do the quiz immediate or within the next few days or else i'm gonna push it off the very last day and it's gonna be it's gonna be a eclectic cluster clusterfuck because now i have to do it and then all the pressure is on yeah so, no when i was 14 that was a good reason why i dropped out the depression that I have and I've been diagnosed. So I dropped out of school. I just couldn't take it anymore. And that's when I admitted myself. I'm like, I can't take this anymore. It's no help around here. It was no help from family. I didn't have any friends. There was nothing. So I dropped out of school and I'm not saying to compare my trauma with anybody's, but for me, depression got that bad when I wasn't going to school and I wasn't accomplishing anything. That's that's an a, issue. <laughs> it's a, it's like a, it's an avalanche. It's like I'm not going to school. I'm not accomplishing anything. I'm not doing anything. And then you, and thus you stay in the bed. And then the next day is just yeah. like, damn, it's another day. It's another day. And it's you another remember day. Every single fucking day. Yeah. No, I've, I've been there. It's like 160 days, all bed, no, no nothing. Nobody said anything. And it's like, and I've had people to help pull me out of those fucks. Mm-hmm. Whereas I can't imagine like my mother not being around when it's just like. Yeah, I had nobody. It was just, they were dealing with their issues. My brother was out the house. My younger brother was still going to school. There was nothing. There was nobody doing anything. So I had to pull my old self out of that muck. So, and as a 14 year old girl, oh my fucking God, I'm not sure how I survived that, but I did. But those are the things where I can, and at that time, think about it in 14, that still was unheard of. Really going to a fucking clinic. I think I spent 10 days in that clinic. Going to a clinic for what I did, that shit was unheard of. Vastly. Our family didn't do it. it was black families at nauseum don't go to see kitty Shit, of today, most black families still have that issue with that. <sighs> like, we just, 
operate in spheres where we're around probably higher functioning individuals than that. I would even say that one's more people and individuals that are more comfortable with just that conversation and just like the thought of mental health. Mm-hmm. Also, whereas shit, there's this large swath of you can go into the hood and they're not fucking with that. Right. I'm going to tell everyone this for real, for real. Do not go to religious institutions for psychiatric help. Because, like, people who go to ministers for counseling about depression or... Now, don't even go to ministers for marriage counseling. No, they're not going to help you really solve anything. It's just like, you got to do these things with it. You have to do this stuff from God. What does that mean, sir? (laughs) It's like, just listen to the Bible and listen to that. No, 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 no. Well, this says I'm just allowed to beat her. That's not... (laughs) Sorry. So this is a terribly helpful... Well, depending upon who, depending upon who he is, he might find that he might not find that helpful. But if depending if you tell the right dude, well, I do like handle your wife from God. What does that mean? What, what does that mean? About? Because he's She's an asshole. Di- he an asshole in that book too. <laughs> She's wearing different types of cloth clothing. <laughs> Why no. are you beating her with a cane? She's wearing different types of cloth. You told me to do it from the Bible. So yeah, yeah no, I would just not just don't go to religious institutions for psychiatric and overall help on your day to day life. But don't conflate issues. That's that's my yeah, biggest that's the thing. The real, the, the, the line is not getting blurred. It's like you are doing this is not mental health. This is you being upset, in a rage, possessive, and having anger issues. None of that is mental health. Does it, are you a high functioning, well functioning individual? No. But you don't have a mental health issue. Also, my there's big- lots of individuals who are not well functioning human beings who also don't have fucking mental health issues. And we need to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And those niggas need to be put to test. And they can't just be use, using depression. Oh, I'm depressed. And they'd be like, what up, Oliver? My nigga. What up, Oliver? What kind of stream is this? Yeah. No, it's- That's what you're focused on. You see in the niggas, he's like, what up, Oliver? You know what's going on. So these are your folks. You that want didn't attention. didn't get you in that first half. When, Even if... You want attention. This is what you want. You want attention. And you got it. I mean, and then imagine you how Oliver feels inside of that moment. Hey, I would never acknowledge who I was. <laughs> like, what up, Oliver? Nigga, what are you doing? What's talking about me? What's talking about me? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't know what the like that. But it's just like... It's just garbage all the way around. I don't know. It is. I've had friends kill themselves as of this point. I've had lots of things happen around me. And it's just It's just so uncomfortable. Like it just makes you think about the validity of life. Like it's not fucking fair. It's not Yeah, it's more it just makes me feel like like damn, how could you do that? Like it just it it makes you enraged because they just that was like the complete hole of like selfishness. Yeah, and it's just like that my, was this deep. He comes this down was all and about says, you, and then wanting to run away from your responsibility by killing yourself. And you come down and you say, "My ex-wife said I molested my child." At no point did you actually say I didn't do said thing. Yeah, or any of these things. Nothing like that. Yeah. She accused me of molesting my child. It's, it was every bitch's fault in that scenario except for him. Don't be messing around with people like that. Bo- boy? <laughs> well, you? you can't mess around with people 
uh, isn't you weren't even because it's like you completely and totally focused on them and you weren't really focused on your child. Like because it's, it's ego, it was a, selfishness, it's low self-esteem. My low self-esteem says that y'all did this. My ego says that I'm right. My anger says, fuck y'all. But my possessiveness says that y'all should be mine. And how dare y'all say I can't have my kids? How dare y'all say I can't be around? This All of this is you having untenable desires and not knowing how to mitigate, manage, and deal with them. Like a big fucking baby. Yeah, That's no, it. this was a tantrum. This was and a then you ran from the tantrum. fucking consequences. And you were a coward. Yeah, a, a huge fucking coward, monster ass nigga, and just just garbage, but not mental health. And that's that was yeah, that's the whole reason. Yeah, essentially, what you like, did, you shot this her. This isn't mental health, right? Because when you start using the mental health scheme, you starting to give people excuses for shit behavior, and this is where the line is now getting blurred. Well, he was just having a mental estate, or J.K. Rowling was under fire for when this man has now decided that he wanted to be a woman, but he's like a serial rapist. Now he wants to be locked up with the women that he's he's raping because he just decided that he was a woman. Oh, is this a mental health issue now? Or are we just not going to label this nigga needs psychiatric help? I don't under, I don't get y'all. I don't get that. <laughs> I don't understand that. And now she's under fire because of whatever the fuck the well, motherfuckers over there I'm saying. she's under fire for other stuff that just so happens to be a... She's highlighted something that proves her particular cause as a problem, but I would still say for her situation, that's the exception, not necessarily the rule. Yeah, like, but they eat their young over there. Now, they want to be mad for the... They upset because... Well, I don't know what the fuck they upset, but that particular situation is where she was calling out like, oh, so this is what we doing now. It's totally strange. And they could use the guise, just like that man is using the guise of mental health to further his agenda and people are just kind of going on with it well he should be who she want, he wants to be I mean maybe we he should, should be evaluate. what he wants to be so he can now just clear himself but a woman and it's then if also they allow one of those things a, well I do believe prisons are based off sex not gender so it doesn't but really change could, anything but I think if you legally say like oh there's situations where men are saying that I'm legally a woman and I should be locked up with other women it's happening I don't know how big it's happening as of as of now. I mean, but I think that's ultimately people trying to take advantage of said system and what you treat those people with. It, which is the same thing about mental health is you're taking advantage. Yeah, you have advantage. to be judicious about these things. But people also, are not usually... I mean, people who want to get more of an advantage of it, they're usually not going to be judicious, which is the dangers that lie in within trying to be kumbaya, my lord, with everybody. When are we going to, you know, stop and say, well, this isn't a mental health issue or... I mean, at nauseum, you, true, you having a psych, some type of psychiatric issue is bad and is, and is not desired, but not everybody is required to deal with whatever issues that you have. So both things are true. Or like, more than one things, are, there can be more than one, there's a lot more nuance here. And I think that's the thing that's actually being lost. Like, just you blow because you have some type of issue and you blow up on somebody. That person is not required to forgive you because you blew up on them. They can understand it, but they could just not want to deal with that particular thing. 
Mm. Like if if so, just like if someone like pretty, I'm pretty sure old dude. I'm pretty sure like if some if you beat on someone, they're no longer required to reciprocate to you just because you're having some type of psychiatric episode. It's all the more reason for them not to want to be around you. Yeah, and they don't consider that. But I don't know. I don't have a lot more for this. All right. Well. Are we taking our break or? We'll be back in a bit. Everybody in the world loves me. Everybody in the world loves me. And now you've been serenaded by Tony. Uh, You're welcome. Tony is just very <clears throat> upset that if me and Ash randomly broke into song, some other song. You no, know, no, no. Y'all are not allowed to do that. Because you that are is now a, that is now of Jehovah. <laughs> because what's happening there is me being serious. I will kick <laughs> both of your asses. That was Vince though. That was Vince Stemples. You that's your part because you ain't on that one. You ain't on that one. That was your that was your homie right there. White man. He raised his head to me like his woman beating relatives. I've never hey. seen a man go that high. <laughs> that's not, that's the strike from the heavens. Go ahead, you know. It came down from the heavens. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All the ad says is Or from hell. Nah, hey. It was going down in that's the hell. That's the spirit bomb Zeus. of the, of the smack. Yeah, right man. That's what you gotta I do. I didn't earn that one though. <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all niggas. No, y'all be duetting and serenading. Uh-huh. Nigga, and I don't need that. Oh, we could just be seeing us each other, and then you just here. Right. Does that make it's it worse? My house. I'm not just here. The fact that you keep saying that is you offensive. You question is here. <laughs> she said you just here. Like just I don't here, be nigga. here. Like nigga, you know your mom two hundred dollars just to come down to record every month. They're like, no, nah, nigga, you just be here. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you want me here? That's the biggest. This is the me and Ash, me and Ash, and then Tony is here show. Oh, yeah, no, that's just the biggest <laughs> issue. The fact that this nigga would be like, "Hey, you just be here." Can we we no, said change the no, name no, of the no, show. No. Gonna it's gonna be Charles here. and Ash, and also Tony is here. And then y'all come okay. here <laughs> and be here for a little bit, and then y'all leave. But I live here. I don't just be here. Welcome <laughs> to the Ash and Tony. Charles, so and Tony is also here. Yeah, Tony lives here though, so it's fine. Oh, today is the day we do what? Hey, <laughs> get that shit popping. No one has time for that. <laughs> oh, I guarantee you, with me and Ash, we could probably come up with like a. We got enough songs. Yeah, we, yeah, got enough we songs don't have time. There. You got. You're tired, Charles, and she got a topic to get through so you can go to bed, right? Uh, I'm just trying to move us through yeah. and keep us on schedule for both of y'all. The clock fits. That's what I'm trying faster. to do. I got all night. I'm not going to work tomorrow, so I got all night. We can. We can you're do this. Should we do it? Yeah, I took tomorrow off, so we can do a three-hour. <laughs> so we can do a three-hour show. That's how I'm feeling. So y'all the ones that's like I'm sleepy and I want you know. So it's up to y'all what we what we do here. Oh, which way? Which direction this goes? Because we well, can. I do gotta it. Go, I gotta go run tomorrow. No, or I have to go it. hit the elliptical tomorrow. I'm that's gonna go swim. I went up to the uh, sauna and the jacuzzi today. The jacuzzi. Yeah, it I was can't nice. around with jacuzzis. I wish we had we do have them but they for fucking use, gay men like what? a bathhouse okay I was just thinking about that like I, they got them in New York which when I went I was planning with COVID so they couldn't have that shit open but just like just chilling go swimming sauna hot tub I want that I just want a day I've, they got that everywhere else they got it here 
like I said, it's for gay niggas, so it can't go. And then the one in Akron is a co-ed one, but I'm like, oh, that's fucking weird. I don't know. It's also in Akron. <clears throat> that's weird. So I just want some oh, as a co-ed. person, I understand Akron is considered to be a part of Cleveland, but as a person, every single time I go there, it just looks like poverty. <laughs> well, at least Akron doesn't smell. So if you're in Seattle, there's a place called Tacoma. Same relative difference um, from Cleveland and Akron. But when you get there, it stinks. <laughs> like, you can literally smell it. It's stinky. Oh, it's just like... <laughs> it was a thing, and people were like, yeah, it stinks down in Tacoma. <laughs> what? Yeah, you ain't never driven down there? No. Well, yeah, if you drive down there, it smells. Ew. Why? And they gave me some reason, but I don't remember. But I know the, st- the city is stinky. Mm. Oh, you never went down there yourself? I have, and it does stink. <laughs> but I, don't, <laughs> I just does don't stink. know the reason. Tacoma, the stinky city. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's hilarious. Yeah, that's what but you talk about. Akron, I don't hate Akron. It's just like every single time I've gone there, it's so stretched out, and all the streets are so poorly taken care of. Akron is like Cleveland, and like the city of Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, like I said, when I go down there, usually I'm going for work. I'm either in like Cuyahoga Falls or something. I'm usually trying I don't really to count find that it. as Akron. Hmm? That's not Akron. I'm around the area. Are you in a- the down. area of Akron? You're yeah. not really in Akron. No, I went to. I was in Akron because like by I'm the, everywhere, nigga. By, <laughs> the, by the university isn't too bad. I'm gonna say that's a decent area. They have some decent areas. Yeah, they originally did until their dean laundered their money away. That's all right. Sometimes you need money. <laughs> and you find it in your laundry. <laughs> I would have thought it followed you. <laughs> Ash, what are we talking about? He's so mad. I'm, <laughs> I'm in a recharge period. <laughs> yeah, so, he can't take it. He can't it's take like, share I was out. very tempted to sit in the car and to, I if I did not have to come in in order to give Tony certain pair of things that means he can actually start his process, I would have sat in the car. With your head back like this. It's just like, all yep, right, I know that let me make sure I can actually have enough energy for this. Man, I, when and I then get... Tony was just like, can you stop and get blah, blah, blah? It's on the way, sure. I mean, you could have told me to come out to the car and grab it and he I'm said, hey, do that. why? I'm also efficient. I mean, so it's just like I understand, like maybe I needed that charge, but that would for me that would have been efficient. You say, "Hey, I want to get you this, but I also need this recharge." So you come grab these while I sit in here and get this recharge period. How y'all feel at the end of the month? What's going on? Let's do a little little checky checky in. Want to go first, Charles? Oh, I just feel. I feel like a modest mouse album. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like that fucking weird ass nostalgic far away feeling. Oh my or, god! Or I feel like a uh, death cat for cutie, or like the God only knows how many other. Which death cat for cutie album? Oh, Trans- not Kitsurugi. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind. <laughs> Uh, I'm talking about like base death cap for cutie. Uh, the early days. Yeah, well, I mean, what's okay, the one for- with um a melody softly flowing? What the fuck is the name of that album? Oh, uh, we're uh, 
I can't remember the name of it. I know exactly what it looked like. This is the sound of yeah. settling. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> it's just like, nope, that's about how Transaticism. I feel right Oh my fucking God. It's just like, but you know what I'm not doing? Whatever that nigga did on the New York Post article. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> oh my god, a lack of color. Oh my, oh my. St- I used to listen to that at my fourteen-year-old depression stage. A lack of color. It's a song called "A Lack of Color," where like the song. What is he talking about in that song? Where the girl. Also, is- I hate to. T- I hate to tell everyone who likes Death Cab for Cutie. These are some. These guys. Yeah, they call. They're actually kind of also very toxic. There you go, translaticism. I used to cry to translaticism. There we go. Soul me's body. I will follow you to the dark. I used to wish niggas would serenade me with that fucking song. I Why are you bringing you this up? It's so dark. fucking Jesus weird. Jesus Christ. I didn't realize that we've been the same person for so long. It's so odd. What's the name of that album? Go back, go back, go back. One oh. time, one time. So I can know. <clears throat> I don't think you need scroll that. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Inside your life. Plans. That's the name of it. Ew. Go back up. Go back up. Go back up. Oh. Nah. One more. Let's go. All the Death Cab for Cutie albums. We are taking Why? Tony on a trip. I, I haven't heard since. All right. We'll stop talking about it. Maybe Trans- I should go. Translaticism. Yep. Those are off of the demos. It's uh, Narrow Stairs. Plans. Plans. That, that used is... to be. Yo, I had the double album with Jesus Christ. So that's how you feel? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get to the point. So so what does oh, that mean? It's literally pretty much a song. It's a, it's basically an album about depression. Yeah, it's like a very it's real submersive I've, and like that weird angsty ass like mm-hmm. I don't want to go outside and the leaves are it fucking feels changing. Like, feels like a tri- it feels like a uh, god it feel like being Not, lonely. Ooh, Paperclip Chronicles, Volume One. <clears throat> you should have heard enough of that. You've been around, mm-hmm. Aaron. Okay, so real depressed. Not necessarily for no particular reason. Honestly, at least this time is no particular reason. But it just tends to happen around this point year. Mm. Point in time of the year is just like I get things really, really. Ref- I just get really ref- reflective about stuff. I feel you, but it's just worry. like I'm. It's about time for me to curl up. You know what we should do? One of your days when you don't feel like being a hermit, we're gonna play plans and drink together. Okay? Yes. That sounds like that sounds good. Uh, that sounds I'm with like you that's on that gonna one. be a trip. Yes, that sounds like that's gonna be a trip. What am I about to do? Come over to West something something? And Listen, just... we'll just set it up wherever, and then me and you will get whatever you want to drink. Okay. And then we'll just talk it out. That's going to be good for us. That's going to be good therapy because we've already been there. If you already know how that album make you feel. <laughs> it's just like... I, Listen, we could do it. We it's only shit. funny because when I said it, Ash is just like, oh my God, don't describe your life like that. That's a terrible time because I know exactly what you mean, but I'm sorry. But what's what's going on with you, Tony? Antonio, how you feeling? Um, oh, don't call me that. But uh, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to say nothing. I Your mean, I guess I'm mostly reflective. Yeah. Which has been a good thing. Like, I feel like it's a transitional period, moving into new energy, moving mm-hmm. into like new spaces. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, I don't like waiting. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like a waiting period as well. Yeah. So there's 
there's that aspect of it where it's like, ah, I'd rather not have to wait. Which but, probably is something done while you're doing it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I don't know where I'm going. Like, yeah. It just feels like a transition. To what? No clue. When it's going to be the end of it? No idea. What it's going to be when I get there? No clue. What it's going to look like on that other side? Not sure. So it's like walking up the stairs. But I know that there's a transition that I feel, and it doesn't feel negative. Like, I feel good. The energy feels good. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with everything, I think. Mm. Yeah. You're not you're feeling happy. How are you feeling, Ash? Am I feeling? Yeah. Um, I'm fucking tired, man. I'm not, like, worn down, like, mentally but like my body has been going through changes and that's kind of hard to cope with i've been dealing with these fucked up ass headaches so it makes it kind of hard to not work but like <clears throat> i've been experiencing these headaches because they're not migraines but it's just strange and then Where like my, in your head it's like up here like oh that's a sinus headache like a like it's in the back of my neck i'm like what the fuck is that's going on with me sinus headache so i feel like my head want to just float off then I take some Excedrin and I'm usually okay. And then like my diet changed where I was getting pretty nauseous eating food. And then of course everything kind of picked up and be trying to prepare myself for the things that's coming. So it's like a weird. It's like right here. Yeah, it's just in my eyes and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? But anyway, oh. am I excited for what's to come? Absolutely. Am I looking back at all the things that I've been doing and just like, I guess like, the waiting for the seeds that we planted for so long and the work that we put in just as a collective is just like <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not talking to you Charles is just so mad at this fuck he just like the like, level like the level of what shut the fuck up <laughs> it was just like that level of just like like your mouth was open like you was a like a gasp at it like why did you do it again <laughs> I don't know it's just weird uh, it's that spatial thing between like I know I guess putting in the work will lead me somewhere. But like you said, you don't know. I don't know. Just whatever. Anyway. <laughs> I like how you ended that. Just whatever. Ash decided she was no longer being emotional. She said, no, nah, I'm done with this. I support that. <laughs> so, I mean. My topic today is going to talk about the three types of identity crisis and this was inspired by the homies over at like stories of old and they did a collaboration with two other gentlemen which i don't know the names of but the name of the video is titled three types of identity crisis so if y'all want to go over there and check it out go ahead but have y'all ever been through an identity crisis oh uh, how did that look for you guys lots of existential ones mm-hmm Never identity. I know uh, that's one thing I'm pretty firm on. <laughs> um, what's an identity crisis? My guess, when you don't feel like you know who you are, when you just kind of drift in, and one moment you think you know, and then you realize something is thrust into you. Well, I didn't know myself. 
out aching it too when I got when I first got separated in the first like beginning stages of my divorce after everything happened and one of the things we were talking about with that video actually close to happened it made me sit and like reassess well how did we get here and who are you and it felt like what do you stand for yeah like it felt really felt like why did I allow this to happen I thought it was better than this I didn't know who it was a lot of things that was brought not brought out of me but like a lot of things that came out that I didn't recognize in myself and I was very confused after the end of that relationship so I was left with nothing really I didn't have anything I I didn't know who the fuck I was after that divorce to be honest with you there was nothing I was like none of this makes sense it happens a lot of the times when you have a massive upheaval and you the things that you have been mooring yourself to or you've attached yourself to to help define who who and what you are have completely and totally like lost right you start to feel like that story wasn't true and it can't be true parents tend to have it when their kids turn 18 and move out the house Mm -hmm. because a lot of the a lot of the primary things where your efforts has gone into has just like Efforts not going into there the same way. Uh, some people, some people will do it when they have when they lose their job and their job is their primary defining quality. Uh, honestly, Tony, I, I can't. You're kind of similar to me. The things that you, you, you have qualities that you use to define yourself a lot more than, like external things so honestly i don't think you're the type of person to have an identity crisis fairly easily no i've been able to pick who i was so that sounds weird that makes i guess uh, i understand i well i get it but um i moved around a lot yeah so moving around a lot at first is like kind of like a little trepidation because you're always new but then you discover don't nobody know you. They don't know shit about you. So now you can just present whatever you want to present to this group of people, and that's who you are now. And that became an interesting, like, dynamic. Like, it was never a lie what I presented. It was just only like, well, I'm going to give y'all this aspect of who I am. And then y'all don't get nothing else. Just, Just this version of me. Because it's a very interesting conversation to present the Tony, the version of Tony that I know and the Tony that every, like even in high school, the Tony, the version of Tony that we got there as opposed to the t- version of Tony that they got at the school that he went, like it rushed to quintessentially different people. Mm-hmm. But I guess we, at Shaker, we probably got closer to the real you and Rush is just like, I can't trust any of y'all. Yeah, y'all know y'all were cool. Y'all were closer to like, the people that I engaged with when I was in California, like, I was like... Oh, well, yeah, think, you let us in your house and all this other stuff. I was yeah. like, I don't think there's going to be, like, nerdy people when I get out there, because it's like I said, niggas tried to rob me for rallies when I first moved to Ohio, so that was my, like, gauge of, like, where y'all were going to be as a society. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a fucking low bar, man. That's so funny. I'm 14. Like, you, what else was I supposed come to up use? off that rallies. <laughs> what? Yeah, so it wasn't really like I never really had an identity crisis so much as like not getting this banana shake. Let me pick who I wanted to be, but I guess I had like a a point in time where it wasn't that I didn't know who I was, 
but it was that I didn't know exactly what I wanted to stand for. Mm-hmm. And so that was probably right when I moved to Seattle and made a decision I was going to go to school for a long term because I, you didn't know when the rubber hit the road who you were really going to be. No, you just, um, you ever moved somewhere by your, well, no, y'all no. haven't moved anywhere by yourselves. No, even when I was living in North Carolina, I was living with someone else. All right. Um, so, well, then you probably have never really experienced this. What? Just being lost? Not hearing your own voice for days at a time. Not hearing other people's voices. Because you're brand new in a city and you don't know about anybody. And the thing that's going to get you around people, which is school, doesn't start for a month and a half. So you just send this up there that soon. And knowing my mother and the person that she is, when I, if I were to say go to school in like Seattle like you did, she would come out with me for the first two weeks and I don't have to deal with her. There would be no metric of me. I mean, I think I'm a week by myself. I think I broke that off with my mother when I moved to California by myself and then I went to the Air Force by myself. So my mother is used to me being like, all right, I'm leaving. So at this point, it was at that point, it would have been weird for her to be like, no, I'm going to come with you. I'd have been like, mm. also, honestly, <laughs> with the type of person I am, I would have found some fucking people. Like, I understand how Seattle is, but I will go to places where there are things that I like to do. Like, because of Seattle, I'll probably. Well, I don't do public transportation. Not really. Yeah, the first. And then you didn't have your car at the beginning where you were there. Nope. I remember that very distinctly because I think I helped you. I was one of the people who helped you pack up your car. Yep. And fill it with stuff and then had it shipped. Yep. It was just like, oh, this is going to take a while, but I'm going to be out there. So, yeah. So, no, I. It was one of the very few times where you just didn't drive to where you were going. Yeah. Because I was like, all right, well, I need to take all my shit because I'm going to be out here for an extension amount of time. Yeah. And so I didn't have a, a vehicle. So I just set my fucking room. And then as soon as I got my vehicle, it got hit like the first. Oh, no. That week and a half. Silver Mazda yeah, the Mazda got hit the first like week and a half that I had it there. And then I was back to having no car. And so I just went through a period of just like silence and like dealing with my own thoughts and like crazy ideas and I smoked a lot of weed and I just did a lot of reflecting and that put me in a position of like, all right, I, cause when I moved out to Seattle, my goal was to, I'm going to buy two houses in Cleveland, rent them out for about eight to $900 each. Take that to give me about 1800 a month plus what I already make monthly. That'd be about four grand a month and just go live in different countries and stay in hostels and travel the world for the rest of my life and do nothing substantial. So that's what I moved to Seattle to, to accomplish. It's not a very real goal. It's just like, so you accomplished that while you were in school. So like I said, it wasn't a real goal. 
<laughs> I recognize that, hey, bruh, that's just you wanting to wander the world and not have any real responsibilities and kind of being a vagrant and figuring out how to finesse and just live inside these beans and do whatever. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. Really? No. <laughs> Are we sure? I don't know why I'm imagining yeah. like an image of your, you breaking the news to yourself. It's just like, we're not doing that, dog. No. What? No. And no. just like some like raggedy, hostile version of Tony with like a hole in his shirt. Like, we really not going to do that? No, no. no. What we're going I'm to do gonna is... I'm not going to become you. We're going to build a company. We're going to have goals. We're going to have ambitions. We're going to execute on things. We're going to finish this. We're going to set the plans. And at that time, I was putting the cart before the horse because there were still things that I needed to learn. But I was much more motivated to do something after that, like, period of silence. So I feel like I kind of went crazy because, like I said, I went there to have, like, this, like, I'm just going to just laissez-faire around the rest of the world (laughs) and and do nothing forever. Laissez-faire. And I was like, sir... What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Where the fuck did you get this from? I don't know. I just, I just, I figured out that I could do it. I was like, no, no, no. If this is what we we're going to do, we could have stayed in Cleveland. The reason that we left Cle- Cleveland was because life was too easy. Mm-hmm. It was talk to women, go to class, make enough money from those two things. Well, not those two things, but going to class and me being me to uh just be exist to rent out a whole house and exist and not have money issues and you know how money stretch out here yeah and especially if you're from the west coast you can really figure out how to make your money stretch out here because you're used to a different type of like economic structure when you the first like the biggest jarring thing because i have a cousin who lives out in california when she came back to visit for my uh my other cousin's wedding she's just like bro the fact that I got to walk up to a pump, put $25 in the tank, and have my gas tank be filled, I can, it feels like I can go anywhere out here. You can. No <laughs> wonder y'all feel like driving Nigga, everywhere. $40 to fill up a, that shit outside, that my little shit? Yeah. No, I, I don't want to pay $40 to fill up my little... I always have, like, the best eco-friendly cars, and when you cost it me $40, you can suck dick. But yeah, I think that was probably my my closest thing to having like an identity crisis mm-hmm. where it was like, all right, we need to reconcile what we think we're going to do and who we think we're going to become with who we're actually going to become because those are vastly, they're oceans apart right now, bro. Like, yeah. how did we get on this island of like, yeah. No, mine was uh, definitely like, <laughs> everything that I was told, I followed. I don't get what the fuck this result is. <laughs> this ain't it. This is not working. I don't know what the fuck y'all told me, but this did deal to this result that I thought I was going to have. This is crazy. I don't know who I am, and I've let people define who the fuck I was for far too long. We're no, no, no. No, 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 no. That's just the, that's the what I could damn sure say, like, oh. So what you got for us, Ash? I get it. So the first one is displacement. Is the feeling that what's was what was what was once what was what one what was, once was what should motherfucker <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so mad at me. He said, oh, you bitch, you betrayed me. Because <laughs> he was trying to look at something. And still, I wasn't actually trying to look at My phone just went was off. right here. Yeah. Oh. It just went off. It just started oh. talking about football. It was like, fuck you, ESPN app. <laughs> I, I don't, well, then never mind. I don't know. See, I thought you were trying to still have conversation and then look at something on oh. your phone real quick and then it betrayed you. It was like, nah, I'm going to be loud, which would have been rude, but that's even water. It just said, nah, I'm on your lap. Let me speak to you. That's that's the AI that's talking. It's not an AI. It's not a college I care about, Tony. I'm just, I'm just I'm saying it. Anyway. So what you got for us, Ash? So displacement is the feeling that once what what was once should be, which what way things were, well, how things should be. An example of this could be Adam and Eve. Once we're in the garden and then you're out. I actually kind of brought up these three because I feel like is more so a collective like identity crisis for black people. And I like this one because I feel like it's always someone trying to tell us that, or we're always looking back on nostalgia and it never really helps us move forward. And we're always in kind of this stasis of, well, this is how things should be. Or like when black people say like, we were kings, like that right there is never helpful. And I can I tell you this, we weren't all kings. Every If everyone's a king, no one's a king. Exactly. So I thought displacement was interesting really because I see that play out with black people all the time. The next God, one, I love those people. <laughs> the next one is constrictment. There's somewhere where you do not belong. You feel trapped and you're wishing to escape. Or you have to become one else, someone else to kind of escape whatever it is that's created around you. Um, this was a good one because he kind of compared it to feeling trapped in our families. Like when we tell that, like say we want to go into creative work, but our families are actually telling us that we should, you know, get a normal job. Yeah. And then the last one is actually overwhelming, overwhelming freedom, endless possibilities and choices, feeling restlessness by breaking free of that identity. You finding yourself in a crisis to find out who you are. Cause if you can be anything, you actually really nothing. nothing. Mm hmm. And I guess now the next question is, to any of these, is providing freedom, more freedom, the answer to any of these? I guess overwhelming freedom is mm -hmm. what I described when I was like, all right, we're just going to go gallivant and just yeah. do whatever. And it's like, all right, well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just going to go live in China for six. Well, my I, I literally had mapped it out. I was like, I'm going to live in China for like a year and a half. Not China, Japan, for a year and a half. I was. I so wouldn't I, have let you go to China regardless. And I was going to live in Japan for a year and a half so I could learn the language, and then I was going to bounce over to Europe because then you can take a train and like go to go God to like yeah. Then I could spend like a year over there and just like really be bong 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 and have a great time and like yeah. So no, it was because I don't want to learn any language in Europe. Like so, it means you were going to try living like pusher T. Yeah. I still think about that. I know I think about that now, but I also got to be cognizant of where kind of be beware of running away from some shit. Like, I don't want to deal with that. So I just think that living that nomadic lifestyle will help solve whatever the fuck this restless is in me. Yeah. And that's really a big problem for me, that restless feeling. Like, I've had that since forever. I don't know where the fuck that shit comes from, but I always thought, like, traveling would help out with that. It don't. It just... It just 
Smash you in the fucking head. Like you said it don't. You know, it don't. Just a little bit of traveling I did this year made me realize, whoa, you trying to escape some shit? No, 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 no. I have followed you. We are here now. We are one, bitch, ain't we? We together, shit. We still. together. We are committed. We traveled. <laughs> we well traveled, ain't we? Can <laughs> <laughs> escape this one? Anyway, so you think like providing more freedom for people who might be going through any of these type of crises is, is the answer. Well, obviously not the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I don't really know how, like, when you if got, I'm free and you give me more freedom, mm-hmm. why you, I don't really know what that you, means. Why are you entrenching me? me? How do you give freedom more freedom? I wrote this me. kind of backwards anyway, between the first two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I wrote this backwards. Yeah, because he just started, I wrote it as he was going along in the video. But anyway. Ah. What's the second What's the second one again? Constricted. Constrictment. That means you somewhere in a foreign land where you feel like you don't belong. Like African-Americans, we all feel like we all came from Africa and now we here in America and we're on this foreign fucking land. That's an identity crisis right there. Oh, yeah. We have a cultural identity crisis because we have no base. We have our culture is pretty much like a free floating raft and Mm -hmm. we're building onto it as we exist. But we have the materials to build onto it. But like ad nauseum, I think we need to understand it's just like, well, we, we don't have anything to attach on to. We're attached on to what we need to attach on to as of this point. As of this point, we got about 300 years of history of doing pretty dope ass shit. We've we've created music, art. Everybody pretty much wants to be us. So at this point, we just have to be OK with being us. But that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't see I don't know how people are supposed to take pride in those things because I feel like if you tell people, well, that should be more than enough, and it seems like it's never enough for that, for people who feel that way. Because they're so attached with what we had when we don't even know. We don't even know what we had, nigga. The grass is always greener <laughs> yeah. because this is what we got. But the funny thing is the grass is across the ocean, and we don't even know what grass we would have if we were over there. I literally was just having that talk with my grandmother today. Mm-hmm. She was talking about uh, the family tree and talking about, I just want to make it so we'll know where we came from. And I was like, Grandma, let me be honest with you. We'll never know where our roots come from because we don't start here. We start in Africa. Unless you get insanely lucky and you actually get a reasonable manifest from the slave ship that you were on, which is rare, by the way. And even that is going to be a very general thing. Yeah, it's not going to tell you who your real family was in Africa, where they came from, and what type of traditions they had, and how they treated each other. You're not going to be able to get to that that root. Sure, I mean, but you can get to the fucking region by taking a DNA test. Don't do that, by the way. (laughs) I'm not saying that you should. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. I'm literally telling our listeners, don't do that. That gives that puts your stuff in the registries that you don't want your DNA in probably well yeah so it's just like I don't think there's a way to go back and And stop obsessing about going back honestly so I think if you gave people more freedom the ones that feel trapped in the foreign land I think it might allow them the space to like self reflect and I think that that's what they feel like they lack is space really yeah do you think they actually even though they're in this crisis, going into another identity crisis might lead them to the place where they really need to be. Mm-hmm. Really? 
How so? I mean, the, there's a difference in the crises. One forces you. I th- more- well, I think that freedom. I think that last one is a very healthy identity. I advocate for people going through that. I say that I lost my mind at that period mm-hmm. of time, but I think that it's a very healthy thing to do. I feel like if you are a person that is in any way constrained, you reaching that point where you're so free that you're nothing allows you the ability to then settle and figure out, all right, what do I really want to be? Now, you got to be focused and and to decide that, decide that I'm going to take this time to do that. And I was forced to do it. So, because I didn't know anyone. And so it was just like, well, I'm free and I got all the time in the world to do whatever I want. And I got the money to do what I want, but what do I, want? I don't necessarily have my full capacity the way that I want. Like, I'm not mobile, free like that. Like, everything was like, well, I could catch a bus or take an Uber and that's just like a hassle and like I'm not really interested in like moving around in a city where I'm not just the way that I have grown up moving around in the city like for your first time by yourself on the bus to just go explore it doesn't sound like the safest situation mm-hmm. yeah I mean people spend Seattle like it's this utopia that utopian world it's not all the way utopia there's no fully utopian city where everyone's living it up and yucking it up like everything's great oh no no not at all like no i always thought seattle was a good balance for me to challenge myself in a bigger city but also have nature so that's what i was thinking of oh yeah i didn't give a fuck about i don't know about utopias and shit like that but for me i just thought like oh this might prevent me a lot more opportunities which i thought about it here i'm like bro this shit ain't for me anymore i don't know what the fuck it is but i'm like it's just so many things that you want to do that just like this midwestern city is not providing to me at the fuck cleveland's great oh my god it's just so but it's not home what i want and charles even talking about that like we but I'm just constantly like, man, talking shit. about it because it's like a lot of the people that are really like, I like I, Seattle. I the concept and everything that Seattle is resonates with me as a person. And it's not just like I'm looking for like I've dealt with the whole well, I just want to leave just because like I've resi- I've res- resolved that within myself. It's just really recognizing like who I am as a who I am for real don't match with what this is and it'll be home but it's not who i am for real like what i need to do and what i need to accomplish like denver too yeah what i what i need to do what i need to accomplish is not that many options and i have to go for real scour the earth like i told y'all about the bathhouse well i'm diddling away i'm like well it's not here and then there's only like three options and they all for gay men and then there's some in michigan i'm like it's just not not who I am for real. I like Seattle. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's a good place. I, I think you like Denver. It's very similar to Seattle. There's a lot of nature very close by, but you're still inside of a major city. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going to other cities, but I just always weird. thought, I always thought Seattle was like a good balance. I would between... say Portland, but don't go to Portland as a black person because, like, it's not that Portland's bad. Around Portland is though. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. So, and you still gotta get to Portland but I no, I, I think that like <clears throat> like you've had freedom mm-hmm. 
And I think that allowed you the space to decide what you really wanted to do. So I think everybody needs that freedom of, of identity. A lot of people get that in college because that's where you're just kind of tossed in and you have no external factors to actually really. I don't think people make use of it in college because they're young. Yeah, it's just kind of being pulled to wherever direction seems. Yeah, right at typically the time. you end up getting there and then you leave college, and that's when a lot of people have it because it's just like, why don't I know who I am? Because a lot of people just kind of identify with the party shit and all that other stuff. And it's right. just like, yo, that's not really who you are. Yeah, you're just on the minutia of the train of, you know, being young, which is cool. But, but um, it's not going to get hmm, the job done. It's not. But, you know, you want to go through that. Every young person does, especially in our culture. But hopefully there will be some some type of turnaround where we're telling kids younger. I don't even know if they're going to listen, but it'd be nice to tell them. But anyway, with all this freedom that I have. And then you, uh, with the last one is upheaval. Yeah. Which is naturally lead. The weird thing about, I don't... Now that I think about the third one, I think the third one is the natural process naturally just a part of the other two because when you break free of constriction you end up with freedom and you have to re right that's what he said in the video yeah he was like even if you go through these transformations you're still going to be faced with another potential identity crisis on the other end because now you've transformed yeah now you've transformed into this other thing and now you got to figure out well what the fuck does this mean now because the (laughs) fundamental part of upheaval is nothing is the way that it is that means you don't have any of the other qualifiers that you're used to having. Mm-hmm. So now you have all this freedom and you have to figure out who you are. Yeah. So I think freedom is a part of all of it, but freedom just leads to the third case. If you consider that to be an existential crisis and not just a part of the solution to said crisis. I think freedom now that I'm thinking about it, freedom has just become the biggest fucking problem. Like you can be anything, anybody, anywhere and can't nobody tell you no. And you can do anything like, I know I can't be what I want to be. Yeah, like that. I don't think I think people misuse freedom, man, because I haven't found freedom until I start like with my daily schedule. I had to give myself for real do this by this time, because for a long time, I wouldn't give that to myself or like daily goals. I was talking to somebody. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just close to my daily goal. He was like, no, you shouldn't have a daily goal. You know, if you hit it, you hit it. You don't. You don't. I'm like, no, (laughs) Oh, you're scared of failure a metric to measure myself up against because if i'm not striving for something or giving myself this discipline then it becomes blase and just well it gets done when i want it i was asking a friend about well i wanted to expand on this part of my business and he was like well treat it treat this part like a business because if you're starting to do things whenever you wanted to and not really giving yourself that focus then it won't ever manifest for you in that way and he was like, get yourself a schedule. He's like, I know that seemed counterintuitive for what we're doing here. But believe me when I say that I didn't start really getting into my bag and really start seeing success when I started giving myself things to work towards and scheduling everything to a place. And he was like, my day is scheduled completely out. I don't leave nothing out of I don't leave nothing out. Everything is scheduled because now I got a goal to work towards. And now I'm taking those little tiny steps that led to my bigger steps. I was like, damn, okay. It made sense when he said that, and it made me kind of buckle down and not just be so, really take it serious to where I know I can't, get, like, put it down and be like, I'm coming back later. I'm not procrastinating as much because now it's like 
everything is on a set schedule. And I used to think like, oh, schedules suck. Now it's like, oh, I see the benefit of this. And for him to tell me, because this nigga charged, he said I charge $500 to $800 an hour for my time. I'm like, I'm going to listen to him. <laughs> it's just a little bit. I'll take my advice. Yeah. I'll just listen to him just a little tiny bit. So I think people just conflate. I think freedom is actually the problem and giving you yourself the truth. You to make them. the wrong choices along with the right choices. Mm-hmm. Freedom is one of those things where you can you can use it in its soil that you can flourish in or it's water that you can drown in. Yeah. Okie doke. Most people just drown. Yeah, they just. Most people don't. See. Most people exist with a life preserver and they just allow other people to kind of dictate their lives for them. That's the word. I think, would I rather drown or be the life preserver person? I'd rather drown. I'm sorry. That life preserving person and trying to kick yourself up and tire yourself Some out. People exist on the rafts and the life preservers <laughs> and they like to, the, or they like to exist inside the treaded path and that's fine. And there are people who like to just kind of jump out in the middle of water, tread water, and hopefully you don't get eaten by a random shark. I don't know if that's fine, though. Depends upon who you are. I'm not going to dictate what other people... I'm not going to qualify what other people's lives and what gives them meaning. If they just want, kind of want to go on the, this predetermined route when it comes to their day-to-day things and just be able to live with their family and do their thing, it's fine. Whatever, man. Whatever makes you happy. As long as you're happy and you're doing what makes you happy, then do your thing, man. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. Oh, yeah, I guess as long as it makes it happy. Because now if you're if you're unhappy and people give you advice to get you to the point where you are when you like where you say you want to be and you don't listen to said advice because you don't want to take said action, then change is hard. Change is either hard or you really you have to really look at it and figure out whether or not you want to be that person. Because the concept of that person may be a lot better than the actual action of that person. Like, it's just like everybody says like, oh, I want to be like Beyonce and Jennifer Lopez. It's just like, just random example. So you want to eat like Beyonce and Jennifer Lopez? Like, what are you talking about? They don't eat it. Beyonce does not consume anything with any carbohydrates. I'm pretty sure she's damn near just the pescatarian. So she doesn't really eat red meat. She doesn't eat a lot of the things that you you guys actually drive any value from or the things that you enjoy. No junk food. None of that shit. Where fucking works work out, ethic. Yeah. Works out damn near two to three hours a day. That girl. Puts in a lot of work. Insane. Practice. This bitch dancing heels. Records, I don't know. I'm not dancing practice. Like. You want to do all that stuff? Because that's what results in Beyonce is just like, and there's no guarantee that you're going to get said result. So are you okay with, do you like going through all those processes to get to said point? Well, I just want the end result. If you don't want the work and you just want the end result, that means you really don't want to be here. Honestly. Because you just see the result and you want the result and you want the glamour, but you don't want the you don't want the work that goes along with it. I think that's like the whole thing of an identity crisis, too, is that these ideas that we have of things like are we always living in the idea of something like 
I know the idea of entrepreneurship could give me this, or I know the idea of getting married could give me this, or just these ideas that we live in. And then once those ideas is just like ripped away and then you face, well, what the fuck is real? <laughs> and that's when they present themselves. That's when those crises present themselves. But that's all I had. I don't know any fucking remedies for identity crisis for real. I was looking for solutions. Warn yourself none. and figure out who you want to be. That takes time. I think go through them. I feel like they're a part of life. I feel like. Yeah, it's not nothing. You can't escape this. Like, let's get over that. You're not about to escape this. Like, being a child is like growing from one, like, from newborn to 18 is one giant identity crisis. Yeah, hell, when you become a fucking teenager and you just start looking at your parents like, fuck you for real. (laughs) I never had quite that feeling, but okay. (laughs) Well, I guess well, that's... this is another great show. Ain't that right, Mr. Mister? Mr. Mister. I hear y'all. All right. But I'm not, the space bar. What I'm the not fuck? obligated to respond to y'all. All right. Well, this, I have been Jess Charles 009. That has been Zero Cool. And also, Tony Melbourne is kind of here. <laughs> what? Death cab for cutie. I'm the god. For life. God. Bye.